Welcome back to another episode of The Many Versions of You. I'm your host, Rachel, and so happy to have you back. Today's episode is going to be all about the perceived self versus the inner you. And a theme of this could be distilled down to self-expression and I've got a lot of questions to ask, a lot of things I'm going to read from my old journals that I've been just sort of reconnecting with that are relevant to this topic. And yeah, I've got even like a couple of list exercises, some writing prompts. So yeah, let's get into it. So the concept of the self is interesting in terms of this podcast because the many versions of you implies that there is many selves. And I always talk about like tapping into past versions of you and different versions of yourself. So... For today's episode, we're going to be talking about like the perceived self. So this kind of encompasses all the versions, <laughs> every single many version of you. Like what I have to start with is this could all be really good like writing prompt stuff, like get out a piece of paper and write down this stuff. And these are questions that you can revisit later. How would people describe me? And this is related to both the perceived self and the inner you. Like, how would others describe me would be perhaps different than how I would describe myself. Because depending on what version of myself I'm presenting or what version of myself people have interacted with, they might describe me one way, and people who have interacted with a different version of me may describe me in another way. And I feel like it's just relevant data to gather when you're on this self-exploration journey that you are on because you're a avid listener of the pod. It's just helpful to see how others describe you. So I know in one of my past episodes, I said something about like asking people what they love about you. It's related. And I got some really incredibly sweet messages. Um, One of my really good friends sent me just such a heartwarming little text And yeah, it really brightened my day to get that. So this is something you would do all by yourself, though. How would others describe me? You would just sort of sit down and, you know, use your intuition and context clues to sort of try to step outside of yourself and do the self-reflection of you know, walking in someone else's shoes, like what are our interactions like and how 
would that in turn leave a certain perception of me, you know? And how do I see myself is another question. So the first question was, how would people describe me? The second question is, how do I see myself? That's, of course, the perceived self, but it's mostly in reference to the inner you. So how do I see myself? How do I describe what is the innermost me, the pure, you know, most authentic, sacred version of you, of me? The third question, am I asking the right people? Because it's definitely relevant who you're surrounding yourself with because the perceived self is heavily weighing on the inner you because ideally these are not in tension or in conflict with each other. They're existing harmoniously. So am I asking the right people? Like maybe you're needing to step outside of yourself and those around you and needing to reach out to a friend in a different circle that you don't necessarily see that often or a family member that you really do value their opinion but they're not maybe someone you see day to day like start making sure that the people who you're thinking of when you first visualize how would people describe me Make sure those are like quality people and it's always helpful to, you know, that leads into the question four, am I asking the right questions? Like if you are struggling with some sort of disconnect between the perceived self and the inner self, it can be a really helpful tool to go to people that you really trust and ask them and to maybe reframe the questions that you're asking when you're in that mode of self-reflection. Something that I think would be a really good question to ask yourself would be, I guess, number five, how is my energy perceived by others? I think this is a super useful you know, exercise of self-introspection because you can totally recall what it feels like to be in conflict with someone else's energy. Like if someone comes into a room or a party or work or wherever you are and the energy and the mood shifts adversely, negatively, whatever, that is how you can tell like that person's energy doesn't align well with yours. So when you're trying to think about how your energy would be described by others and how it's perceived by them, it really does make you think. Because 
sometimes our intention and our energy in a situation are not in alignment with each other. And I can tell that I've had, you know, friction with the energy that I'm emitting. Like, for example, when my husband says I'm in a bad mood, you know, that's like the energy that I'm putting off or putting out or whatever, emitting, it's clearly negative, not positive in that moment or tinted with some sort of, you know, dark energy, poor energy, bad energy, less than amazing energy, if that makes sense. So versus when I'm in a great mood and my energy is obviously being positively received. So your energy is always in flux. And of course, your energy on any given day is going to be completely dependent on the person that you're with, the place that you're at, the time of day, the weather. Like there's so many things that are affecting your energy. But the inner you does have this like underlying, I don't know, aura we could talk about that should be a little more grounded, would maybe be the word, like harder to shake. So some people maybe have like really good energy and every time they walk in the room, they can really like calm others. And these people maybe are like massage therapists or doctors, pediatricians, energy healers. They are maybe teachers. They are bakers. They are writers. They are poets. They are these softer energy kind of beings versus someone who has bad energy and maybe that's like toxic people and people that are just like bad seeds or like rotten apples or you know joyless humans and those people maybe just have an underlying you know dark bad energy and they will be perceived hopefully I don't know like it's interesting like are they in conflict with themselves or they just have like poor inner wisdom and like a not enlightened state of mind I don't know anyway I'm getting off topic but how you're perceived creates your reality so Obviously, it's important to reflect back on that and to try to keep the different versions of yourself, the perceived self and the inner self, keeping those in as much, you know, energetic alignment as possible will 
help you live authentically. And yeah, and then I think that's like easy to just sort of have, you know, less inner conflict and less self-esteem issues and less self-doubt, you know, which is one of the overall themes of this podcast and goals that I'm working towards is aligning all these different versions of myself harmoniously. So another tangible little writing exercise or prompt that I have is writing down I am dot 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 and you can just make a list of all the things that you either are perceived as or believe to be true about yourself the inner you would say so you know like here okay so here's my list so this is just basically me going through my old notebooks and gathering a lot of like things that have been you know useful for me so I don't know that I necessarily yeah no these are all good still but this is like maybe from I think it's April last year probably that I wrote a lot of this. So, um, but a lot of this like self-expression work or, you know, inner work is often timeless. So like a lot of my old past prompts and resources like always kind of ring true. So that could be another episode is like, revisiting past inspiration so I think that's gonna be one I'm gonna do um yeah I would like to be doing maybe like a bonus episode sometimes here or there on who knows which day but I feel like there's so many things I want to address and sometimes a week in between each episode kind of like I lose ideas somewhere there so yeah Hopefully I'll be having some bonus episodes soon. And guests, I know I've been teasing it, but I actually have plans next month to record with one of my favorite people ever. So that'll be a really amazing episode. So anyway, okay, getting back to the prompt. I am dot dot dot. Here's what I wrote down. I am a wife a mother, a daughter, a sister, a musician, an artist, a rebel, a collector, a Virgo, a sensitive being, a sinner, a saint, a creator. Yes, those are all very like core me. So yeah, I mean, like, I think the outsider that I would go to would be able to describe me as all of those things and I also see myself as all of those things so that's why I think that those all just like feel very like true and genuine um and another little thing to write down another list writing exercise would be themes I've been exploring because I think when we have themes that we're addressing consistently that can be really helpful in like goal setting and habit forming kind of things like routines. I'd love to do an episode on 
daily routines more and like the daily you, um, like that consistent version of yourself kind of thing. But so a lot of the themes that I have been exploring are even like things that I love to talk about on this podcast. So self-trust, self-love, tension release, connecting to intuition, finding joy, perception versus reality, which is very much so today's episode. Um, this is just a small list that I wrote one day, but yeah, I think if you have like a, a list that you can keep either referring back to or adding to of core values and like core versions of yourself, that really can help with making sure that like what you're presenting to the world and what you're, you know, living as your truth behind closed doors and when it's just you, the inner you, the the you know, pure version of yourself, it's good to make sure that those are, you know, the themes are supporting who you are. So for me, it's like, if I look at my list, like I'm sensitive, I'm a musician, I'm an artist, like I'm a mother. Like I think the tension release is really helpful because there's clearly like a lot of inner tension in all of those things. They're like exhausting. It's exhausting to be a caretaker and to be empathic and sensitive and introverted. And so tension release has been a really good one. And connecting to intuition is really important for me as that musician, artist, writer self, because that helps me have something to refer back to for lyric purposes and visual ideas and yeah, creative brainstorming, you know? And because again, on my list, I am a creator. So finding joy is on my list. That's really important because I don't think you can create really good art unless you have experience with the full spectrum of emotions so my band is called pouty and a lot of my work is maybe more in that like you know self-deprecating moody realm but finding joy is really important for self-expression so that's equally as important because I need to like have fun to create the songs like especially when I'm like in collaboration with other musicians like playing the songs in the studio with my bandmates and with my writing you know partners and my friends my collaborators like finding joy in that that is like one of my most pure forms of joy and like that helps me tap into the artistic me and the writer musician side of me so putting moments aside to really address like the themes of your life like why are you exploring these things and what does it say about your character and what are like things you're doing every single day that are working to support this because I think when like we get far away from our intention and motivation and like original 
inspiration for things is when we start doubting ourselves and forgetting who we are and forgetting who we are um, and the perception of me and, you know, who am I, that is like a very huge theme that I've been exploring. So that's a through line with a lot of my art right now. And I think it's hard as a creative person to think too much about how the art that we are creating or even just the content that we are creating, which like in the form of like this podcast episode, like if I think too much about the perceived version of that or the perceived self in that, like how I'm being perceived or judged it's not helpful and in fact I do think arguably it really does detract from the quality of the art or the piece or the content because now you're like in this whole other headspace and you're trying and your the self-awareness is too much so there's definitely a time and a place with this you know introspective you know fascination we'll say because you definitely don't want to drive yourself crazy how am I being perceived thinking about that you know what I'm saying like it will only drive you crazy if you're worrying about how others are seeing you and experiencing you And the only thing that you can really do is to try to put yourself in others' shoes. And it's really helpful when you maybe have an interaction with someone that you didn't love how it went. And you have later on the hindsight to be like, that was embarrassing. I overshared. I undershared. I forgot their name and I I called them the wrong name or whatever. And like, that's such a shame spiral and such a, like super guaranteed way to just doubt every version of yourself. So we're staying away from that and we're just sort of lightly tapping into what's it like for others to be around me. And sometimes it's really obvious to me like, oh, my energy was off then. And, but like, that's okay. Like, don't, obsess over it and don't dwell on why you've been perceived as the way you have because I have this really amazing quote written down um the self is ever expressed and ever revealed I love it which means you always have the capacity to alter the perception that others have of you and you can always change how you're expressing yourself which feels so freeing and positive because I think as an artist as a songwriter I get really in my head when I'm like maybe trying to like reflect back on past work 
Um, okay, so for instance, this past weekend was the seventh anniversary, basically, of my first pouty release. Although, like, it had been out maybe for the first time in February, technically, because I put out a tape and then I, like, put out a single and then I released the album. So, you know, but I think it officially started streaming March 11th which was, I think, last weekend. And so I did a lot of, like, past work or revisiting of past work. And it's so interesting to be, like, that inner you, that inner self definitely doesn't change that much because it's all, like, I could see exactly where I was, the headspace I was when I, like, created that band. And the band is called Pouty. And new singles are coming soon and a new album's coming soon. So if you don't follow me on Spotify, P-O-U-T-Y, Pouty, or on Instagram at Principessa Pouty, just in case you aren't already doing that. Also, I'm on Twitter and I'm on Pinterest and I'm on TikTok and I'm on, you know, Bandcamp. So find me. I really would love to have, you know, more interaction with my community. So always DM me. And what was I saying? Let's think about it. Oh, so yeah, just being able to like look back at the early workings of Pouty and seeing how that all rings so true still to this day, because even seven years later, like, I'm still trying to figure out, like, how to express myself musically, aesthetically, visually, sonically. And I think when you spend a lot of time dwelling on old artwork, old songs, old creative content or whatever, self-expression, forms of self-expression, old paintings, old essays, whatever your medium, whatever your craft or it doesn't even necessarily need to be even artistic, just, like, when you look back at past photos or videos of yourself, whatever, like, I think it can be so comforting and challenging. But I think it's important. I think it's, like, really necessary to keep tapping back into that because I think I'd love to do an episode just about this, but, like, revisiting past inspiration is oftentimes how I sort of like kickstart future projects and like new ideas. So just the importance, again, always of just journaling, but not just journaling the good, journaling the bad, journaling the stagnant energy, like journaling it all out helps you have, you know, reference for when you're doing these like self expression exercises like who am I and like how do others see me it's like really helpful to like look back and be like oh like look at how I spent this month like I've done so much work in this one area of my life like that's clearly how others are seeing me you know it's like maybe you view yourself as an unhealthy person and you're trying to you know improve your exercise or your diet And you maybe 
you know, identify, self-identify as someone who's unhealthy. But perhaps you're really trying to get serious about changing your habits and you're like scheduling a lot of workouts. You're doing a lot of clean eating. You're like doing a lot of like going to the farmer's market and like going out of your way to get fresh produce and you're going on walks, you're, whatever you're doing. Like others would be like, that's such a health conscious individual. So how you're spending your time and writing down what's working for you and what's not working for you at any given time is just really shaping your day to day. So and and your perception and your thus reality. So yeah, it's just all sort of connected. And even when I look back on old pages in my notebook, like my old journals, like here's an entry from I think probably last May because I don't always do the dates or the years in journals. Like I could figure it out, but even that is like just like being as detailed as you can with these sort of like records of the self is how it's going to be so much easier to answer the question, how do others describe me and how do I see myself? So anyway, here's an entry from May 3rd. Tuesdays are my writing days when I tap back in and can connect. The ritual of a morning routine, the rhythm of a well-timed beginning. I am my most creative, effective, efficient in the early hours. If I can align the activities that need the most energy with my most productive self, I could be executing more. Which is just funny. It's like these different versions of ourselves are trying to be in communication with each other. And the more that you're just keeping track of, you know, it's like consciousness expressed outside the self on paper is really the only consistent tool that we have. You know, it's like, because even if you ask others how they view you, like maybe they're going to lie. Maybe they're going to fluff you up. Maybe they're going to sort of sugarcoat it or maybe they're going to even just tell you what you want to hear, you know? So you can, if you can trust the self and the more that you can trust the self, the better, obviously. And a way to trust yourself is just writing more out and having more reference because I just find it so helpful. Like, okay, so then later on in the page, I'm not sure if it's the same day or not, but I say, as I sit and enjoy a caramel latte and a ham and cheese croissant, Acid Tongue by Jenny Lewis comes on, one of my absolute all times. It's funny. It's with no lack of clarity. I know exactly what I want to be doing slash reaching slash achieving. It's like, even when I'm confused, when I can revisit past versions of myself, which is basically like tapping into that inner version of you, that inner you, that inner self, when you can tap into that is when you can really like find your truest power. 
and the clarity really does come. Like you're like the songs that you like a decade plus later, that's telling you something, you know? So yeah, like listen to yourself more, cultivate that self-trust with journaling and with these writing exercises I am dot 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 writing it out jotting it down looking back at it you'd be surprised what it brings up feelings of accomplishment feelings of regret inadequacy who knows but have a notebook there to just sort of like write all that out jot it down have it there to reference back to and yeah I think that that's today's episode the perceived self versus the inner you and this has been another episode of many versions of you like i said please if you're a fan of mine go to my spotify follow me i need more listeners there so that i can have you guys be in the loop for when i start dropping some singles and The album is coming soon. I feel like I talk about it on almost every episode, but it's because it's a very crucial and core version of myself, songwriter, musician, creative, writer, you know, someone who loves to just wax poetic. So this has been another episode of The Many Versions of You. Follow me online on Instagram at The Many Versions of You at Principessa Pouty, um, at Braddy Official is my vintage brand. There are so many versions of me, and I know there are so many versions of you, and I hope every single one of them has a lovely Friday. Thanks for listening, or wherever and whenever you are listening, whichever version of you. I love you guys. Bye.